0: Hello, and welcome to the Founders Mafia podcast. This is a show where you get a glimpse into the crazy reality of startups. In this show, we chat with amazing founders from all over the world to learn how entrepreneurs turn their ideas into reality and the lessons they learned while doing that. Without further ado, I am your host, Eric Zhu, and let's jump right in. started recording. Um, so uh, let's get started. Um, right. Today we have our first episode with Ari and his co-founder David. So he wants uh, us to know about his product Soji. Soji is a platform where musicians record, enhance, and share their music in one place while getting uh, paid. So welcome to the stage. Um, so I have some questions for you. So first question is, uh, how, was, how was early stage for Soji like? Mm,
1: that's a great and interesting question. Um, how is early stage for Soji like? Um, it's a thrilling, uh, interesting experience uh, on a few different fronts. Number one, uh, building the team. Number two, building the product. And number three, uh, building relationships with investors and potential investors. Um, it's a, into a body, full soul, full spirit experience. Build something um, and we have a big vision for it. Uh, It requires absolutely everything that you've got, and that's the exciting part. That's great. So how did you think of, how did you think of, like, Soji? The name or the product?
0: Um, I can say both. both. (laughs) Yeah,
1: both. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So David and I have been uh, friends for about seven years. Uh, I've been a growth marketer in tech companies, B2B uh, and B2C SaaS companies. Uh, David's a successful entrepreneur, a brilliant guy, and we were working on a side project that uh, involved a, a project that he was working on for uh, a music course. And so we ended up in, in interviewing tens and tens of different musicians that led to doing jams at David's house. And we got into this world of hobbyist musicians. At the same time as we were doing this, we kept on leaving tons of voice messages to each other. And something in my brain linked up uh, audio platform and music. It started as obviously, like anything does, as a very general idea. Um, And one of the first concepts that we had was, why is it that audio creator, all these hobbyist musicians are super talented, super passionate, they look forward to the weekend to do jams, but uh, they have to work in these jobs, and all of them dislike, and that's like a nice word, dislike, the jobs that they have to do, and they can't earn a living. Now, this isn't a new problem, it's an old problem, um, and we realized that we could create a platform around it. Um, but the original concept was this idea around voice messaging. So Soji is sound emoji. So in the same way that you send a an emoji to condense a message, we thought that a great entry point to create an audio platform, and there's more to talk about, obviously, um, is a sound emoji. So like a voice-centric platform where you create content, you build an audience, and you get paid, starting with like a, an easy way to create content uh, through the sound emoji.
0: Wow, that that's a that's a quite a backstory. Um, so how how did you you guys meet you you and David?
2: We. I was uh, working. working. Yeah, go yeah. for it, David. Yeah, the, uh, well, I'm David. <laughs> so I met Ari uh, about like he said seven years ago. We worked together. Um, uh, I was friends uh, with the founder of Powtoon, who Ari worked for, and um, actually with him together, I always loved music. And he was a mentor to me and uh, with him together, I had the first to market classical guitar course in Germany was in 2009 in in the States. There were already uh, some e-learning platforms, but in Germany, there was nothing basically. So um, yeah, I had that and that then grew into an influencer monetization agency. And we had a platform similar to Coursera and uh, there was a lot of fun. So we met at PowerToons offices. Powtoon is a company, a SaaS company, where you can make PowerPoint presentations and then export them as cartoons and actually, fun fact on the side, one of the founders of Powtoon now also joined us in our new venture, uh, Oren, he's our designer.
0: Nice. So, so how's marketing gone for you guys, like expanding to find new, new mu- musicians?
1: Uh, I think that's the easy part for us uh, because we're part of this community and they have their contacts. Um, so we're early stage. Um, you know, we have a waiting list of 250 people. There's about 2,000 in the in, the, uh, in, in our community. Um, and they each have contacts and we have a lot of requests for the interest. But because it's early, you know, um, so, so right now at this stage, it works for us, the community that we're building this for. The product seems to lend itself to being used and to being shared. Yes, we
2: we did we did work together with influencers also, uh, for instance, Cheryl Porter, you can look her up on YouTube, like um, people that she's a vocal coach with about uh, three million followers. So this was something that came out of this influencer monetization agency, and Ari is a brilliant copywriter, so we worked together on some projects there. Uh, so I think once we have something that's really stable and works well and solves all the problems as uh, we, we as, as our vision is, Uh, then like growing it will probably be the easy part because that's what both of us have done for like the last decade.
1: And as a side point, we created a prototype where we tested uh, the initial Soji sound emoji uh, where four of our friends sent uh, like a short voice message with an audio scene uh, to, and uh, those four friends, uh, you know, we thought maybe it'll reach eight people, maybe it'll reach 10 people, maybe it'll reach 50, it reached uh, 96 people and of the 9651 said I want the app. So we so we realized early on that this is something that's going to be uh, s- uh spread and shared uh, very quickly. Yeah, some good market of, uh
0: va- uh valuation. Um so what was your like biggest challenges
1: um you know making this? Mm, that's a great question. Uh biggest challenge I think to start um I, that's such an interesting question, David, I'm curious what you think. I, I mean, I have like a list, uh, it, it, but, yeah. but I'm curious
2: what uh, David thinks. Uh, it's, it's an interesting question because as soon as you ask the brain for a problem or a challenge, it comes up with a thousand, right? Um, yeah. I mean, there, there are tons of technical challenges. Um, there is also uh, fundraising takes a lot of time, um, uh, that's a process so that's also challenging because we really want to focus on the product uh, all of our energy right but uh, we also have to because we have now a team of um, six full-time and uh, two more that are uh, part-time and uh, so we need to make sure of course that there are funds for them so that they continue but uh, they, they, are, they just join us from excitement and um I think the biggest challenge is basically uh, balancing everything, like managing the complexity.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's definitely interesting. Are you guys technical founders? or
1: David's well, more uh, technical.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I'm um, a little bit technical, um, but uh, the short answer is no.
1: Our CTO is the real technical founder. He's a, a technical founder and then some, like with a capital T he's a genius. We're really just thrilled that he, that we got him. That's how we find, that's how we feel. Nice.
0: Yeah. So like, um, how are you guys raising? How are you guys raising? Are you guys crowdfunding? Or are you guys, you know, angels or, or
1: accelerators? So wh- what are you guys doing with that? It's a great question. Um, and, and, and to answer the, to answer that to contextualize, it, I think that has been the most difficult process Getting the team together has been a thrill. We had like a lot of people apply and a lot of people be interested. We have a clear vision on the product. We know how to build it, but the fundraising has been difficult. So, how are we going about it? We're reaching, you know, right now we're raising pre seed um, and we're going, yeah, we're applying to accelerators, reaching to angels, uh, reaching out to professional VCs. We've had lots of, lots of great meetings. Um, we're, and that's also how I found Matt and Seed Scout. Uh, cause I'm just like on the hunt for who is investing in, you know, early stage, who, who will get this opportunity, um, and, and be an aligned partner.
0: Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I saw you guys in uh project unicorn, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool yes. place too. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes. A yeah, lot of that. great VCs. There. I love these communities. Yeah. I love these communities. Yeah,
2: yeah. But, I mean, it's a little bit of a hand and an egg problem because what we're trying to build, um, well, well, basically we try to solve um, three issues that are really one from our perspective, which is the, the production of audio, the uh, rights management and the distribution. And um, I think we're uniquely positioned to do that through like our, our CTO and co-founder is a, a crypto wizard. Uh, So he takes care of of the um, rights management side and uh, we both, Ari and me, are marketers. So uh, we have like a strong background and been able to distribute it. And on the production, we have an AI specialist who is working on basically, um, let's say if if you go to the studio and to record and then you have some audio processing, um, there's like a team involved usually right and and, and all kinds of technology so he's replacing those bit by bit with uh, um ai so it's going to be automated and it will give us about 80 percent or 90 percent of professional studio quality so we are taking all those um at once and it sounds a little bit maybe like three startups but I, I, we're really really strong we really believe that this is one thing the, and the, the problem here really is how does the artist do his art and nothing else and then the art that the audio art gets to the consumer and there's really nothing in between that would be like a, an ideal world where the reality of what we see today is something that has been evolving through just basically the way that technology has evolved. You know first, they learned to record things, and they press them on on vinyl records and then on CDs and so forth. And uh, so, and then they basically wanted to find a way that the artist can be compensated for their creation. and then they needed to track somehow how it is being consumed. and all of this stuff if you would sit down today and you would think okay here's a consumer here's a, a art creator you know in between what needs to happen then i think our solution is just is just the correct solution so um yeah so that's basically
0: yeah looking at it now it's 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 pretty cool uh really really good idea uh but so like if you were gonna go, like, let's just say, ten years back, or not ten years back, um, or whenever you started, what would you do differently?
1: Starting this earlier,
0: <laughs> I would have started yeah. this earlier. That's what I would have said.
2: A, a year earlier. earlier. Yeah, same.
0: Yeah. Um. So one question from Nick, uh, in chat, he said, "What's the what's the source of revenue for Soji? If it's confidential, or that you know you don't have to say it." Um, but what's the source of revenue for for Soji? and you know how much money would each user bring in? Yeah, uh, in order to like support support uh, Soji.
1: Great question. So we we have uh, two main components to the business model. Uh, number one is a subscription. So you in this subscription, we don't have the lifetime value. I don't we don't know yet. It's too early. Um, like we're still fi- finishing our our closed beta, and we only have like 50 users, which we're keeping closed for now. Um, And we're releasing it slowly. Uh, But in terms of the business model subscription, so uh, what you would get is, uh, first of all, access to the marketplace where you would get premium distribution, you would get rights management, you would get monetization, which is NFTs. We're building an inherent one tap NFT technology, which no one has yet done for audio. And the reason why we're so stoked about it is not only because NFTs are going to do to the Internet what social media did to the Internet. Uh, but we have the team who can actually implement it. They have experience in crypto and NFTs, which is, you know, it just makes us so excited about it. Um, and also with a subscription, you would get advanced features and unlimited prog- plugins and premium support. And we're we're thinking about pricing it at around $5.99 a month, around $71 a year. Um, that's one aspect of the business model. The second aspect of the business model is an in-app um. So where the creator would be able to be paid for their creation and for premium access. Um, so, similar to Cameo, it's like a mix between Patreon and Cameo, but you, leveraging NFTs. Um, and then Soji would take a commission out of that. So, those are our two main revenue sources. Um, on top of that, we're also thinking, but th- that's what we're like starting with. That's going to be live in three to seven, eight months. Um, but we're also thinking about um, B2B uh, branding. So, one of the elements that we're building are these audio scenes. So you send a voice message, and this is something that one thousand percent everyone in the world is going to be doing, and every big company is going to be stealing as soon as we're live with it. Uh, which is which is just what it is. It's it's a simple technology. So one of the things that we're 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 building it around is like let's say uh, you 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 send some you create content or you send a message and it has audio an audio scene an audio experience in the background. So, let's say that Disney comes out with a movie. So instead of just sending a regular one, Disney could brand uh, an audio scene in the same way that you have branded filters, visual filters in Snapchat, you have branded audio filters on uh, Soji. But that's a little down the road. Um, and that's not definitely not in the first year Yeah, like, not a year like, away, yeah. I mean, the the, the market for that
0: is it's definitely out there. it's a it's quite big. but. Which leads to my like, next question, kind of, which is if you had like 10 times the budget you have right now, or you know let's just say you have 100 more K, 100k more, what would you do with that? What, what would you do with that money?
2: Well, well with, with 100k more, we, we couldn't do much, um, because we're already almost 10 people, right? Um, but with a, like basically we would hire more developers and try to move faster. Um, that that's the number one thing because we also we have already we have companies that want to use basically what we're building they want to use it as an api to have automated um, soundtracks to produce small movies that uh, people create right so so like uh, um like people make those little movies and then uh, what our software can do is it can get the sentiment out of what you say and it can basically support it with an audio track that really supports the emotional content of what.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds interesting. Oh, David, David moved back. Uh, let me mm. let him, let him back. Uh, let's see.
1: Hey, David broke discord.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, Yep, you gotta accept the the invitation to speak. Yeah. Yeah. So so
2: I would like, like, if we'd have ten times the, if we'd have like a, a big funding, I think that's what I would add. But other than this, just speed. Speed.
1: Yeah.
0: Like first, are you guys first in market, or or do you guys have competitors?
1: Great question. There are definitely competitors and there's competitors in different, um, I would call it, um, markets. So like you have, and and we have something very unique, which no one exactly is doing. Um, so there's like advanced music editing and recording, like Tracked or Soundtrap or BandLab. Um, there's collaboration like Smule. Ah, uh, we also have like these premium tracks that you can pay a subscription for. There's music discovery. There's AI focus, and then there's the social like Racket. I don't know if you're familiar with Racket, um, but Racket's like a short-form podcast. Um, and RapChat. I think RapChat's sort of the closest. So you basically have like a, for, uh, a several different categories like music discovery, collaboration, AI focus, social uh and then like advanced uh, advanced editing like what i think what's called in the in the, in the like daw uh, uh, digital audio workstation but no one has created this unique uh monetizable uh platform that you can share short-form content with with the tap of a button that's uh, an audio-centric platform so yes there's other people doing it um, other people doing similar elements but we have this unique um uh, center focus
0: yeah. Um like I've used BandLab before. So like how how different oh, are you a musician? Um no, but you know BandLab was like the easiest software I can understand it. My like that that's the only software yeah. I can really understand. My brother uses like Logic X Pro. Um that yeah. was like way too complicated. Uh but so how how different is it from it? Like right now I could see features like that but just Bandlet basically you're
1: making something like BandLab on steroids, right? <laughs> in a way to put it. I mean this Yeah, I'm yeah. curious what David thinks, but my answer would be there's a lot of photoshops, but there's no Instagram. We're the Instagram? Yeah. That
0: yeah, that's 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 a good that's a good way to put it. Um
2: but Yeah, like, it's nothing to add. It's basically it's one button in BandLab you have your tracks that you can edit them one by one. In our software, uh, the software recognizes actually what is on the tracks and will mix it the way that uh, yeah well, professional mixers would mix it, like uh, uh, audio engineers or you know people working in studios. And, and, and
1: just just to just to nail the the point home, what Instagram right Instagram created this concept, which in 2011 2010 of uh, this filter. Uh, but if you're creating something in 2021, it, 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 there's a lot of technologies. That's I think what we're most excited about is this convergence of technologies into one use case. Uh, so it's the AI at the NFT and it's a social component of audio. Um, and so what it, the new Instagram, like the next generation Instagram, in the same way that you could upload a photo and just swipe for one filter, we're also doing that where you create a piece of audio content. You just click record and with one tap, not only do you get an audio scene or a filter in the hands, but it's the AI and it's the monetization and it's all of that in like one tap and sharing and and building an audience. So it, it, it's very exciting, the timing of this.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I think about it also, and it's already what we do every day with our phones. You know, I mean, there's a camera inside, there is a microphone. There is a Wi-Fi built in, you can carry it around, it's cordless, it's, it's all kinds of things that we now take for granted. In a, but those had to be brought to market, it was the iPhone in a sense, right? So there, there's a big opportunity, and I think there are always those opportunities, but here specifically for the audio, uh, really from, from creator to consumer, there's a big opportunity to bring this, um, the technologies that essentially exist, to, to pick the best ones and then package them in a way that they're really, um, really, really easy and nice to use for the consumer.
0: So what would be the biggest challenge in your industry like 10 years from now?
2: Oh. <laughs> it's like a prediction. <laughs> <that>
0: I'm, um... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the ch- challenge in our 20, industry. 20, 20, 20,
1: 20, 20, 20, 20, what'd you say,
2: uh... David? I'm just saying, uh, 2021, 10 years is like, you know, a hundred year span. Uh, yeah, 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 in yeah, the yeah.
1: it's true. So, It's true. Yeah, yeah uh, te- we, tech we, moves we, fast. We just, well, for context, just, we were talking earlier today with our CTO, and we asked him what, what's different, because he has such an expertise in blockchain, we asked him what's the difference, uh, he was one of the first digital nomads in 2005, you know, like ancient history. And so he said, you know, you were early to adopt the Internet as as on technology in 2005. You were early on blockchain 2017, 18. What's the difference? And he said the difference is speed. So 10 years is like 50 to 100. It's, it's a lot of years. So that's why our brains are like, wow, what's the challenge 10 years from now? I don't even know because because and, and here's the context of why I don't know is because there's a convergence of several things happening simultaneously. There's NFT as a monetization where you can create and get paid. There's an ease of creation using and leveraging technologies. AI is just getting started and our phones are becoming more and more powerful. Uh, so you're having a mix of things. Plus everybody is online. Everybody is, there's, this isn't a new fa- fade. No, no nobody is thinking this is just a phase. Everybody's online, everybody's on their phone. There's an emergence of technologies that are all making everything quicker and easier. So what's, what, what happens in 10 years, I can't even imagine. In other words, in the same way, like 2005, can you imagine that we're all going to be on our phones and we're going to be having these podcasts with everybody and everybody and there's so much funding and there's so much, so many creations and there's, and this whole world of, of digital communication where it's completely normal to meet people and and have these like podcasts. Like you couldn't have predicted a lot of that. Uh, So I think that's for, for me, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really sure
2: i i know one thing that, uh, that i strongly believe i believe that the way that um consumption of audio and the distribution of the royalty payments and all of these things will happen and be tracked will be radically different i think that will definitely be a blockchain solution and there will probably be one winner uh kind of like a winner takes it all scenario i expect and i think a lot of Traditional, I mean, they do invest in blockchain technology. It's not that they are not aware of this, but I, I'm not sure. Um, I think there will be probably like some kind of disruptive event. And I hope it's going to be us. But uh, if not us, there will be somebody else who takes the whole... It's going to be <laughs> us. <laughs> somebody will take the licensing market. So that's one thing. And, and a lot of um, companies that are today big, um, like uh, they will use the solution or basically they'll become yeah they'll become something else and i think also a lot of them might disappear i think all the organizations that deal with tracking how things are played and like all of this is going to be a thing of the past because if you play songs from a an open uh, public blockchain you you don't need to guess how many people listen to the radio it's going to be crystal clear how many times it was played So. And also for the artists, it's gonna be amazing because they just see that they, they, everybody can see it. It's gonna be public. So I think that's a big change that is a little bit hard to think still because it's yeah, a, a diff, very different from the way it works today.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, tech, tech like I said, tech moves extremely fast with everything. Um, but one question I had was, uh, so what, like, I, I know you've been working on this for some time but what was like the, the funniest moment or the best moment you had working on
1: this? I love that question. I love that question. <laughs> I, I'm not sure uh, that I'll, can
2: I'll, be I'll, on a public show. I'll, <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll, I'll give, I'll get, there's a bunch of them. There's a lot of them, but for me, and this is, this is like a lot of things, but it's one thing is, is seeing people's faces react to hearing a Soji that was consistent, not one, not two, not 10, not 20, not 30. It was around 100 people who we showed the, the prototype to. And everyone had this smile, wink, you know, a glimpse in their eye, like they got it, they saw it. And, and that was like, holy, like, that's incredible. I couldn't believe it. And that was every single time. But that, now, that wasn't one instance, but it was that, that, that repetition of an experience from the quote-unquote consumer. Uh, seeing that consistently was, like, very profound.
2: Yes, I, like I would. Uh, something. I totally agree, but uh, I would also make it a little more specific. Like I was driving, and my kid was in the back, and I gave him the prototype. Like my my son is uh, seven now. It was yeah, the first prototype he must have been six. So, and he just recorded himself, and then he had those. There were voice changes also in the in the scenes. They were like basically making the voice high, low, turning it into an alien voice, and he just enjoyed it so much. And uh, so I let him choose the initial kind of effects that we played around with, and uh, that was a great, great, happy moment for me.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that sounds amazing, you know, uh, having beta testers and that react to it. Um, but So one question I had another question I had was, if you if you and this is like a common question, if you uh, decide to have lunch with th- three people, from the pre- present past or the present or the past who would it be
1: love that question um let's see um number one i would well first and foremost for me uh would be gary v um i think he sees he's someone who sees uh uh gary vanerchuk he sees how trends and cultures move um, and he was one of the reasons why we thought of audio when we first, first conceived of this, because Gary was talking about audio in 2016, 17. Um, number two would be also Mark Zuckerberg for the same reason, um, meaning he saw Facebook uh, before social networks. And he's also seeing VR before VR. And he's so these people who see decades in advance um, and three would be from the past would be Walt Disney. Uh, someone who just gets entertainment uh, gets 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 how to make people quote unquote happy. Um, that, those would be my three.
2: Okay. Yeah,
0: and David, what would be your three?
2: Um, I think I'd love to have lunch with Elon Musk. That'd be like fascinating. Um, I'm thinking that there are, there are many. Oh. So does it have to be somebody that I'm interested in? There are also like really dark characters in history that I would really like to understand better, not because, you know, find them so cool, but because they teach you something about what's um, possible for human beings to devolve into that. So there would be uh, um, some, yeah. But certainly Elon Musk and then probably Gandhi would also be very interesting because he... He just had this thing where he just went with this um believe in this non-violent approach and I think to to see how that unfolded back then must have been pretty amazing. Yeah, so ah, yeah. yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, so like I was wondering how did you how, how did you like so, somehow think oh th- this is the idea. Uh this is going to get product market fit. Or or like describe how you know how you're you're getting to product market fit, and and you know
1: what what would that mean to you? Uh, For us, it's been a real uh, organic process of sharing this with people and getting their responses and seeing how they use it. Um, So from the prototype to the current closed beta users and hearing hearing and seeing how people use it, um, that's essentially how we've been building it and how we're going to reach product market fit. uh, that that I'm confident that we'll hit in twelve months, uh, only because we've done so much research and so much um, uh, uh, communication with our community, and getting a lot of feedback that it's that it's mapped out not only the current but but next few stages of the product. Uh, that that's that's how I would answer it with the community.
2: Yes, yes we before we even started. I mean, we made a sample of those what we call audio scenes now, and sent it to some friends. And uh, they shared it. So there were about, and we had a little website set up, a dry test, essentially. And we counted about uh, 96 or something uh, people visiting that we didn't know. And uh, 45 of them tried to download and install the app to make a 51. Ah, 51, sorry. okay so basically. (laughs) The difference between 45 and 51. Okay, <laughs> so it was cooler than I thought. so the the whole thing was you know, really dry tests. um from the beginning, we we were very conscious of uh, not building something that nobody wants. And um yeah, it's a process, and we will just continue this process and we will um you know track. I mean, we also have like we have all we track lots of uh, things. We are very clear on our KPIs and uh, what we want to have, have happen and uh, what needs to, you know, be reflected in how users use the app for this to become uh, reality. So, um, yeah, so it's constant experimentation, basically.
0: So like, has there been like a time where you're like, oh, this is this is probably not going to work out because like when I
1: was building mine, you know, I, ha- I had that thought also. I think that's normal because it's some part of this creation and I can only speak for myself. uh, But part of this creation is it starts with an idea that you have and that's it meaning. And as anything that starts with an idea that you have, you have no idea what that's going to lead to. It's all, it's always a question mark, but it's trusting that idea. It's trusting that God, it's trusting that intuition, but it's trusting it amidst the constant sort of challenge, uh, what's going to happen next which nobody knows and it is trusting that that vision and that gut
2: yes and i would also say that there are um i mean we are co-founders and we know each other really well we work together in the past we're also uh friends our families are friends you know so um so that that is also very important um because then it's a lot harder i had uh, um, my previous business just by myself and that that was a lot harder to stay focused and just keep myself, uh, on target, uh, even in the days where you don't really believe in it or you don't like it as much because, uh, I mean, in, in every business, you have to do a lot of things that you don't really enjoy. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that really helps.
0: Yeah. So um, oh, as
2: for mom- as for specific moments, Uh, there were many but then because I think because of our dynamic it was basically always clear that uh, um, we just moved on and uh, and then something great happens again you know then somebody joins the team that we never heard of right now last week somebody wanted to join we told him we don't we can't pay you and he's like yeah okay I'm gonna join anyways I love the vision I I just want to be part of it I'm um so he's now working on some angel lists and uh so so there's.
1: That's also what happened. That's also what happened with our. It was several people. The, the our AI guy, our creative director, who was co-founder of Bautin. They, they were like, "Yeah, I, I see this. I believe in it. I I want in." Uh, and that's also, yeah, I think that's been highly encouraging. Yes. Definitely. It's
0: it's great when you you know have those people that are super interested at your product. You know wanted to work for free. Um, or or for stock. You know those are those are amazing. Um, yes, yeah.
2: and, and especially if those are, um, you know, if they're really highly motivated, I mean, other people usually also don't want to work for stock, but if they're really highly motivated and and uh, really professional in what they do, it's really, yeah. it's, it, it's so fun. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: De- definitely. Um, so moving into the chat a little bit, Nick was asking, uh, what do the NFTs bring to them, if you didn't mention it already? Um, and would the users mint their own, like uh, mint their own, or would it be
1: uh, on your own blockchain? Great question. Um, we're having a one tap thing where you can mint your own and earn money through that. Um, and I, I think that's what we're starting with, where the creator can can choose to NFT and then earn earn uh, revenue from it.
2: Yes. So, so there basically, there's licensing um, if people want to use the audio that is on the platform uh, in, in their videos or whatever they want to use it for, or radio uh, stations. And then um, there's also that you can sell an NFT. And uh, so as an example, you could have, let's say, Snoop Dogg would on, be on the platform. <laughs> you could You could have him say happy birthday to your mom or something like that. And then you could buy the original. And uh, I think yeah. that would be a fun fun thing to do. So, yeah, so that's basically. And it's going to be a public blockchain. It will not be our own blockchain. so we we do not develop the the technology itself. we We will use a, a, a somebody who provides it,
0: yeah, definitely.
2: that's that's interesting.
0: and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my question too. is uh, how would artists pay for their like own minting fees?
1: Well, that that's where it goes into the subscription. So, in the subscription, you get a bunch of um, benefits and features, and one of them is the ability to, uh, you know, have, have advanced payments uh, through the blockchain. Uh, that's that's only one of them, but because it's low priced, um, that that makes sense for them. Yeah.
0: Also, another question from Oh, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, but it's if, an if, I,
0: if I cut you off.
2: And also to keep costs low, we, we can probably have a sidechain and then have every 10th uh, transaction or so put onto one or something like that. So, um, you, you know, the, the, the important thing here really is that artists can have their own NFT and they can sell it and they can uh, get the royalties. That's basically what, what really matters to us. Not so much if it's even blockchain or some other solution. It's just seem, It just appears to be the perfect solution for the problem.
0: Yeah, um, and and, a, and one one last question, uh, from Eddie. I don't want to hold you guys longer, um. But one one last question from Eddie is, what's the biggest failure from last year, and why do you think that happened?
1: Interesting question. Um, curious what David says, as my brain is uh <laughs> looking. Well, I I, I I'd say the, the, the only failure is the
2: biggest failure. Is that we didn't go all in like uh, uh, earlier?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, actually what I was gonna say.
2: It took yeah. us, I and mean, we knew this was going to happen. We knew that the like we we didn't have any doubts about audio being on the rise, and uh, and then basically we got a wake up call when Clubhouse uh, all of a sudden was uh, was the hype around Clubhouse, yeah, and <laughs> uh, and, and that's. That's when basically we said, okay, that's it. We're doing only this.
1: For context, for context, we were working on the side project and I was at a full-time job and it was this a great job and raising lots of money. And, uh, and, uh, I got three kids. And so it's not like it's an easy decision to leave a job, even though you've got this big vision. But as soon as clubhouse hit and we were still, you know, sort of tweaking our prototype, I was like, man, this is crazy. Like there's no reason we should have jumped on this full in earlier. Uh, I would say that that's the failure. So the failure is not listening to your intuition uh, sooner.
0: yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, let's let's close this off. Uh, you know, thank you, thank you for coming on. Uh, great opportunity to speak with you guys. You know, great. Soji's a great product. would love to see the future of it. You know, would love to use it once the beta comes out. So if there's a if there's a wait list, sign me up. Uh, but you,
2: know, at, uh, you can, it's at solgf.com and, uh, right. and and uh, I'm happy to add you to our private beta test flight um, before that even.
1: Definitely. The website, by the way, is not one of our high priorities. So excuse the landing page, but we, we've had that conversation a few times. The like, guy's website is not a
2: product. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Um, I mean, what's